0: And welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one rewarding page of Talmud every day. And in today's Dapim, today's pages, Megillah 5 and 6, we come across a curious formulation that feels, well, a little bit more timely than we may care to admit. Have a listen. Rabbah, son of Rava, said a different answer to the question. Even if you say that Rabbi Dahanasi planted the sapling on his own day of Purim, i.e. on the day that the Megillah was read in his location, it was still permitted to plant the sapling. This is because the Jewish people accepted upon themselves the prohibitions against eulogizing and fasting on Purim, but they did not accept upon themselves the prohibition against performing labor. The idea here being that some of the prohibitions uh, associated with Purim were embraced, but this one prohibition to work was not, which is strange. You think people would take any chance they could to get off work, and here we are in the midst of a global work crisis in which many people have jobs that simply cannot be filled, and many people are saying that they don't want to take just any job but want to wait for one that actually respects their abilities. It's a very intricate situation and today's stuff is an opportunity to invite to the show the author of a book I've read recently and left a profound impact on me. It is The Tree of Life and Prosperity 21st Century Business Principles from the Book of Genesis. The author is an investor and thinker and terrific writer, Michael Eisenberg. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you Leo for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: It is a pleasure. So Help us, help us through this thicket. Here we are reading about people who refuse not to work in the midst of a global condition where many people refuse to work because they say, well, you know, it is time for us to actually be rewarded on a different scale. It is time for us to actually reject this kind of system that benefits greatly off of us while uh, not remunerating us in a way that we think is proper. Guide us on how to think about these questions. You write a lot about these issues of, of work, of, of meaning, of value in your book. How are we to remember the Jewish people's insistence that they need to work even on Purim?
1: So uh, I'll back up and surprise you with something you didn't mention, which is I actually also wrote a book on Purim called The Vanishing Jew. And I actually treat this passage in the book and I'm going to attempt to combine what I, what I said in that book with some of the insights from the Tree of Life and Prosperity and just my day to day job as an investor. And so, importantly, the formulation in the Jerusalem Talmud, the same issue is that the great Rabbi Udana Seed, who was the president of the exiled people of Israel, but living in, in Israel, and the Jerusalem Talmud states that. He used to publicize and emphasize two days of the year. One day was the fast day of Shiva Tammuz, the seventeenth day of Tammuz, which commemorates the breaking of the walls of the old city and the second temple. And he would defiantly bathe himself on that day. And the second thing he would do is he would plant saplings, trees on Purim. And I think what you have here is the great Rabbi Yudanasi, the leader of, of Israel of the Jewish people left in, in the land of Israel during the time of the Mishnah, going against the zeitgeist. And the zeitgeist was, let us have more days of mourning, such as the 17th day of Tammuz, uh, turn it into a Tish'abav, and Rabbi Yudan, as he says, no, we won't. We need to publicly bathe on this day. We are not going to have extreme mourning on this day. And the same thing he is going against the zeitgeist, since he probably had people at the time who said, we're now an exiled people because the temple has been destroyed. We need to treat Purim, which is an exile holiday, as a holiday just like Passover and Sukkot and Shavlot, and we need to outlaw doing work. And Rabbi Yudanasi goes against the zeitgeist and says, no, we will plant on this day, we will lay roots on this day, which is the the symbolism of the tree and kind of replant ourselves in the land of Israel to go do this. And I think this is a a stunningly defiant statement. And to tie it into what you were talking about, which is, you know, people want to go work, is I think there's been a hundred-plus year zeitgeist around the corporate man or woman rising up the ranks. And what COVID did is unleash people to rethink, maybe I want to be an entrepreneur. Maybe I want to be my own boss. Maybe I want to start something on my own. And by the way, I can do this from almost anywhere. And uh, I think what they call the great resignation is exactly that. But I think it teaches us another lesson as well. And that is if the government makes decisions, if leaders make decisions, people actually do it. And so if you give people free money, we train them not to go back to work. Universal basic income, which has become very popular is is a false promise it's a terrible promise to people to be indolent and stay at home and people won't go back to work in the same way by the way you know you have other things what happens when you close down you know pipelines or nuclear energy well energy prices go up that's what's going on in in germany today and in the united states as well for what it's worth and so i think the second element is if leaders lead people follow when leaders kind of curl up we don't have it. And I think Rabbi Udan c was the greatest leader since King David. The Talmud says in a different place that we never found Torah and greatness and leadership in the same person since King David until came along Rabbi Udan c And I think the profile of leadership is the ability to go against the zeitgeist, is the ability not to give in to populism, is the ability to stand up and say, we'll be different and we'll plant roots. I think that ties in also, by the way, to the last parshas of the week, which is Joseph going against the family zeitgeist. They were all shepherds. He wanted, He saw an agrarian economy. He had dreams about the future that were different than the present. He stood up in front of the king and said to him, they all got it wrong. You know, you're gonna, Here's what I think your dream means. And he innovated his way to get there. And I think that is just a hallmark of leadership, standing up and saying, I won't give in to what the populace is doing and what's popular today.
0: Michael Eisenberg, this has been a terrific and deeply insightful look at questions that then as now remain at the core of our human experience thank you so much for being our guest
1: thank you leo really appreciate you having
0: me this has been take one a production of tablet studios if you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf I'm your host, Leah Libowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmucci, with help from Quinn Waller.